Hey, Torah Time listeners, it's Mara and Ravi. One year ago, we made a whole season of episodes on the Book of Brayshit. Now that the Torah cycle has started again, we're right back at the beginning of the Torah. You know what, Ima? The partridge jokes still make me laugh. So as you listen to this episode, either again or for the very first time, think about where you were one year ago today. What's changed now that you're one year older and one year wiser? Come on, let's get to the episode. Happy listening and happy learning. Hi there, I'm Mara. And I'm Ravi. Thanks for joining us today on Torah Time. We love learning Torah together and we're excited to learn with you. Hey, Emo, where do space cows live? Where, Ravi? On the moon. (laughs) (laughs) Ravi, that joke was out of this world. Now, let's look at a starry scene from Parashat Lech Lecha. In Parashat Lech Lecha, God tells Avram to leave his home and go to a new land. God said that Avram would be blessed and become a great nation, so Avram went to the new land. Avram became very rich, but his life in the new land wasn't easy. Now Avram was getting old, and he and his wife Sarai didn't have any kids. God had promised to make Avram a great nation. But how could God fulfill the promise if Avram had no children? God's word came to Avram and told him that the promise would come true. Let's hear what happens next. We're going to hear the words of the Torah now. It's okay if you don't understand them all. Just close your eyes and listen. Unless you're taking a nighttime hike. Then keep your flashlight on and your eyes open. Ready? We're in the end of the fifth aliyah. Vayotzei otoho hachutza Vayomer habetna hashamayma Usfor hakochavim God took him outside and said, Look toward heaven and count the stars, if you're able to count them. God said to him, Your children will be like this. And he had faith in God, and it was considered... Ravi, why do you think God took Avram outside to hear this promise? What do you think the connection is between the stars and the promise that God was making? Because, well, first of all, I don't know where he was inside, and he could have been in a tent or something. So maybe um, Avraham, Avraham, Avram. Right. Here's where we're going to be. Here's where we're going to be Avram. careful. Because awesome. it's the same person. It is. It oh. is. But do you remember when? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. God changes his name from Avram to Avraham, and changes his wife's name from Sarah to Rebecca. <laughs> Not exactly. <laughs> from Sarai to Sarah. Same people, but doesn't have the new name just yet. All right. Let's think about this again. Why does God take Avram outside to hear this promise? What do you think the connection is between the stars and the promise? Well, it says it in the Pasuk that 
um, Abraham's children, even though he has none yet, um, will be like this, the stars in the sky. So why couldn't God say that to Avram when Avram was sitting inside his own tent? Why do you think God had to take him outside to say this? Because like for me, I need to actually see something sometimes to be able to believe it. Because some people will be like, I have a billion dollars. And I'll be like, really? Show me. So I need to see something sometimes before I believe it. So you think God had to show Avram this so that he would actually believe it? Yeah. Because he's old. His wife is old. They have no children yet. So if someone, imagine way into the future, you're super old and someone tells you that you are going to have as many children as the stars in the sky, are you likely to believe them? No, because I'm old I and I already have no children. And there are billion, trillion, quazillion stars in the sky. Right. Pretend you're Avram for a second and you're standing under this massive sky filled with stars, how do you think Avram felt? Amazed or flabbergasted. Why flabbergasted? Because Avram must have not believed God. Well, I know it says, and he had faith in God. But still, it's like, I'm going to have a bunch of children, and I'm really old, and I don't have any children yet. That's kind of hard to believe. It's kind of hard to believe. Even if you're seeing the stars, you're not actually seeing you have all those children. Do you imagine that maybe somehow through the the big starry sky that was out there, it was almost like God was showing Avram a vision of how it might be in the future, sort of a vision of life with all of these children and the generations to follow? You know what it makes me think of? You know that scene in the... Lion King, where Simba's feeling really down and and depressed, and Rafiki comes to him and he and he shows him the the water, and then Mufasa's image comes up into the into the sky. Constellations into the constellations. So I imagine Avram looking up at this massive sky with all of these stars, but somehow the stars then form these pictures that might tell the story of what the future generations are going to be, and somehow maybe that gives. Avram, this faith to believe that God's promise is going to come true. What do you think about that? I like it. I never thought about it like that. You never thought about it that way. That's why I love when we can learn together because you tell me things and you see things in a way that I never would have thought of before. And it gives me a new picture. And hopefully sometimes I can see things in a way different from you. And that gives you a new understanding. So what do you think that last phrase means, that it was considered tzedakah? What's what's tzedakah? People usually think of it as giving money to people. Giving money to people. Aren't there other kinds of tzedakah? So there are ways to understand it. If we look at the shoresh, the root of the word, tzedek means justice or righteousness. Right? What is just and right and fair and sort of supposed to be. I mean, the supposed to be sounds right, but like the justice part. So, what does justice mean to you? Um, fairness. How might that play into this? That Avram has faith in God and that this was considered just? Because God already said, I promise you. It was kind of fair 
that God was actually going to do this because God already said, I promise you that you will be a great nation even though you're 99 years old. Who are the characters that we're looking at in this pasuk? God and Avram. God and Avram. So who considered what to be tzedakah? I think God considered it to be tzedakah. Considered what's the it? What do you think the it is? That the response that Avram gives to God. Instead of being like, oh, sure, I'll definitely see that happen. I'm 99 years old. So you think it's Avram's faith? Yeah. That is the tzedakah? Yeah. That Avram believing this promise and having faith in God, that that's what is the tzedakah? Yes. Unsurprisingly, you and Rashi have the same opinion. Yay! Rashi says that God considered Avram's faith to be a kind of tzedakah. Yay, I love Rashi! But there's another way of thinking about it, too. It might be if we flip it on its head, instead of God considering Avram's faith to be the tzedakah, it might be that Avram considers God's promise to be a kind of tzedakah. I definitely agree more with Rashi. Well, let's think about this other, this other, what do you think this might mean that Avram considers God's promise to be a kind of tzedakah? Sometimes we have to see the other side just to... Yeah, but still, it's like, it's obvious. It's obvious that it's Rashi? Yeah. I mean, for you, it is. (laughs) Wow, Ravi, I loved learning with you today. And we can talk more about the Parsha with the rest of our family over Shabbat. What do you think we should ask everyone at our Shabbat table? If they need to see something before they believe it. Mmm. Thank you so much for being part of our Torah time. Join us next week for Parsha Fayera. Until Until next Torah time. time.